Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. It's only a matter of time, and it has once again happened that a upstart podcast hosting company, and I don't mean that in a negative way, I mean a relatively new enter, entry into the podcast hosting space, has folded or is folding because of, uh, well, business reasons. Specifically, I am talking about a company based here in, in Arizona. Uh, they, they formed after I'd left town, and now I've gotten to know the owner since I've come back to town. It's called Zcast. Letter Z, C-A-S-T. Zcast is ceasing operations at the end of January, which puts a lot of people, some of which I know, into a tizzy of, oh, now, what do I do now? Zcast was, I guess is, was basing their whole model, well, shouldn't say basing their whole model, I don't want to speak too much into this one, but they weren't charging for basic podcasting services. It was a free podcast host. So instead of paying $5 to various places, $10, $20, you could get your podcast hosted for free. Now, of course, Zcast is not the only free player in the market. There are a lot of other free podcast hosting companies, and all of them are going to have to face some real business decisions at some point in time, unless they are completely altruistic in nature. But if, in fact, they're trying to run a business, you have to come up against the fact that sometimes you got to make money. You got to make money. So rather than take the time here to talk about what Zcast did wrong, because I don't know that they did anything wrong. That's not my interpretation of, of things. That's not my intention to talk about that. Nor is it to say what podcast hosting company you should use, because the reality is the situation is this. Even the podcast hosting company that I use, I use Libsyn for just about all of the things that I do for me and my clients. But even with Libsyn, there is always a risk. With any company, there is always a risk. And that risk is simply one thing, change. Change for a lot of people is hard. Change for weirdos like me, we kind of like it. But there's always a chance it will change. Just a few episodes ago, I spoke about how you're not really in control of your podcast, even if you think you really, really are. And this is just one of those examples. If you're hosted with a company that has all of your media files and is responsible for generating your RSS feed, at some point in time, there is a risk, there's always a risk, that at some point in time, that company will decide they're not doing that anymore. And you have to go scramble to find a new one. So that's life. And the way you survive that is not by picking the most expensive hosting provider. I'm not suggesting that. Because that also isn't, isn't a fail-proof model. Something could still happen. Things can change at some time. The way you survive things like that with your podcast is you podcast with resilience. You bake resilience in 
to your podcasting system. Resilience, if you're not familiar with the word or it's been a while since you've picked up a dictionary, I'm not going to read the the dictionary definition for you. Uh, It's basically survivability. Can you withstand that which is thrown against you? And change is the biggest factor, the biggest unknown, the biggest risk out there is the fact that things are going to change. So how do you build podcasting? How do you build a podcast with resilience? How do you bake resilience into your podcasting? Well, first, I don't think you should go figure out how to run your own hosting company. No, you shouldn't do that any more than you should probably try to self-host a blog on a website somewhere or build your own microphones or anything else like that. You don't. As I mentioned on the the episode several weeks ago, look, you just have to realize the fact that you have other players that are that have an interest in your show. So the the way that you build resilience into it is it's all about disaster recovery, not disaster prevention, because disasters are going to happen. You just have to be able to quickly bounce back. So here's a couple of quick tips just off the top of my head that I can think of, things that I do to make sure that I have built in resilience to the business podcasting clients I work with today. So number one is We rarely do anything live. I don't mean a live show, although clearly that that as well. But when it's time for us to create, for example, something I call microcopy, titles, descriptions, subtitles, social shares, all of these pieces of text that go along with the files when they're actually shared out with the world. We never enter those. We never create those directly in the interface. Say you've, just just like if you might have a blog and you open up a blog, you probably don't start writing your blog pieces inside of WordPress or Squarespace. If you do, you're not building resilience in. What we do instead, and we counsel our clients to this as said, is we have a paper form. Okay, it's an electronic form. It's a Google Doc, it's a Word Doc, whatever that we capture all of the information. We do our writing outside of the final product. We don't enter it in live. We don't enter those things into an ID3 tagger either. We don't, we don't create those in the ID3 tagger. We have those on a separate document that is saved somewhere. In the event something goes bad, we can go back to the source material. Same thing for the podcast episodes themselves, the media files that we use. I have... For I think every single client, with a possible exception of my first two, and we were doing things a little differently, I have the raw files for everything. Everything from there, the builds that we use to create the intros and outros, if those are there, to a library of music that's utilized, to the raw, uncompressed 15, 20 files at a time that are utilized to make each individual episode. Those are saved and archived somewhere. Somewhere I can get to very easily. So in the event that things go down, which it's going to happen, again, change happens, we've built that resilience into the process. There's also a lot of redundancy. A lot of things happen outside of the normal podcasting flow just to make sure that if one point fails... There's another way, there's other aspects so that it's not going to fail completely. 
if your hosting company is going away, the good news is all of the major hosting companies, Libsyn, Blueberry, probably even Spreaker, and no Podbean does this as well, they all have ways to take the RSS feed of your existing show before it before your hosting company goes away, before that RSS feed is dead, they can take that and import all of your content back in, which is a good start, but it's not everything. If you've ever brought a show over from another service, you know that you have to do some cleanup, which is why, again, don't do the don't do the creation of the elements of your show in the final product that it's going out on. Do it somewhere else. Save. It's like your math teacher told you when you were a kid. Save and show your work. You got to keep track of all of those things. Because change is going to happen. It's life. And so not just for when a podcast hosting company, which was perhaps free, which might have been cheaper, just simply decides to change its business model. Make sure that your show doesn't suffer for that because... It's important that you can get it going wherever else you need to be. My thoughts on podcasting with resilience, super important for businesses. You probably have a disaster recovery plan. Where does your podcast fit into that? If you need help figuring that out for your business and for your podcast that's business focused, well, that's what I do. I launch podcasts for businesses, for professional service providers, and I would love to help you think through this. Give me a call, would you? Go to Evo, no, no, I'm, I'm saying this backwards. <laughs> Podcastlaunch.pro is where you can get more information about the services that I offer to all of my clients. And you can email me, don't call me, email me, evo at podcastlaunch.pro. I'll be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe 
has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.